seconds to live in silence. The mother can't quiet the child. And the dead will. Natural selection. Welcome to Fear Me. Okay, and this is Stuart and Scott. Welcome to the Fear Me you're podcast. Not, you're not going to do that voice this entire podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just kidding. You wanted to do your alpha thing to start it out. That's fine. That's all we're giving you. I That's love it. Alpha now. It's short leash. <laughs> Last week I complained about her 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 accent. Now I love it. <laughs> really. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so welcome to the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 138. Obviously, we're having fun already. Yeah, obviously, not, we've gotten off to a great start. <laughs> and Kim will not stop doing the alpha voice for pretty much everything in our life now. Folks, we want to make an out front apology for Kim tonight because she's going to do that voice and we're going to get very frustrated with her. I might do that a lot. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to fall into it. No, it's, it's, it is very hard. <laughs> It's gonna, yeah, it's gonna make your hits and misses very laborious. <laughs> My hit. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, no. Is no, alpha. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Look, we care about our listeners. We we don't need that. We don't need. That. How are you guys doing? Fantabulous. Nice. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, uh, allergy season is upon me. <laughs> nice. And I haven't nice. had allergies in my entire life, but for some reason it is hitting me this year. Yeah, it is getting you. Everything is blooming. It's warming up, which I'm not ready for. I was. Yeah, but it's supposed to snow next week. Nah, it's, it's not, not going to snow. snow. It's not going to snow. I know it's probably not going to, but that's what they're saying. <laughs> Three and days folks, of it. And folks, Kim has got the real drunk on going tonight. She just pounded down a beer, oh. and then she's got one left yeah. in a six-pack in her hand. She's calling our dog, Dog. <laughs> no, no. It's actually my third beer tonight. But dog, ah. get over here. Dog. Dog, but give no, me a no. beer. I'm not there yet. Now, give me an hour and we'll talk. <laughs> give you 20 minutes. Then I'll be alpha. Yeah, 20 minutes, everybody. Mm-hmm. Time it. Yep. Clock is on. Set your watch. <laughs> and you, Scott, how are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Yeah. You know, just... Uh, <laughs> Usual, it's working. As enthusiastic as ever. <laughs> <laughs> nah, things are all right. Things are all right. Uh, what are you drinking, Scott? What am I drinking? I tell you what, I'm excited about this beer. I gotta there tell you ya. go. Okay. I got to tell you. This is, uh, this is the first time I've tried one from this brewery. It's Southern Range, Southern Range Brewing Company. I think they're out of Monroe, North Carolina. Mm. Um, and it's called Hop Sequences. New England style India Pale Ale, and it is delicious. It is really good. It is really good. I've never heard of them. No, Are I mean new? I think they're I think they're relatively new. I I don't know that. Um, I they're new to me. Let me put it that way. Um, they're, after, they're out of Monroe. Yeah, yeah, out yeah. of Monroe, right outside we of Charlotte. Need more breweries, more new stuff. Well, we we're getting them here all the time. I just haven't pulled too many lately. But uh, yeah, this is a this is a really nice uh, cloudy IPA, uh, very smooth. Uh, Stuart, you know one thing I've always had uh, 
difficulty with equating with you is when you talk about IPAs having a sweet taste to them, and I always think of mm-hmm. them having more of a bitter, citrusy taste. This one, I see, I see what you're saying. I mean, I, I got the 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 sweetness from it. It's not like a it's not like a malty sweetness. It's a citrusy sweetness. That's uh, mm. that I think the New England IPAs bring out more than just a regular IPA. But this is really a good beer. What are you guys drinking? We are drinking Rewired IPA by the Red Hair Brewing Company out of Marietta, Georgia, and Chicago, nice. North Carolina. I think I saw that. It's really good. Yeah. It's hoppy. But yeah, it, this one does have more of a, um, a malty taste to it, a little bit more of a red red taste to it. Yeah. Gotcha. It's good, though. I do like it, It's but it's rich. Yes. We are covering Season 9, Episode 11, Bounty. Uh, there it goes again. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> what did y'all think? Bounty. I don't know what, uh, any idea where the bounty is coming from on this one. Hey, they got the light bulb. Uh, oh, there you go. Okay. Do <clears throat> you think that's what the bounty is? Or do you think it's the trade? There's lots of bounty in this episode. Is there? Is yeah. Okay. Even being amongst the, the corn, I feel like, is a bounty. It's got, showing you all the stuff they have. They got a baby out of it. There's babies. I thought it was more just like the hostage taking. They were the bounty. But maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you think of it, though? Um, I, you know, I enjoyed this episode, but, um, I, I think I was going in this one thinking there was going to be a lot more going on, but it, it definitely seemed like there was the two main stories with the trade, uh, that was happening and then following the kingdom going after the light bulb. So that was, that was the main thing. Yeah. And I felt like in the last episode, we kind of left off with the whispers, um, I guess their mysteriousness mm-hmm. kind of made them a little bit more scary. And in this right. one, I feel like they lost a lot of the scary. I got to agree with you on that. I did not find them scary. A bunch of them out in the field, a bunch of them out in the field with their only weapons are knives. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, we got Daryl saying, well, we can light you guys up, except for the fact that they had the baby. Mm-hmm. And yet our people are the ones that go out and save the baby. And the, and the whispers seem like they're scared to even try and keep the baby alive. So I don't know. It, it, to me, it felt like they... They lost a lot of their power. Well, I don't know if they're so so much scared to keep the baby alive as they. It's just their uh, way of way of surviving a, is that they they leave any kind of things behind that could make them differentiate them from the dead. I think obviously, they're more scared of Alpha. Obviously, they had the baby for a little while. Yes, yeah, and it was, was not a, a detriment until this point. Right. And if they're in that much control of the dead, shouldn't they be able to keep the baby alive? Well, longer? not only that, can you not just run off? With the baby, yes. right? Till the baby calms down, and then get back into the crowd again. Yes. Yeah. I thought it was a little silly, but yeah. I, Stu, and I agree with you. I thought that the uh, I thought that the the whispers lost some of their scariness, and I also found them to be a little bit one dimensional. Um, yes. Now, don't get me wrong. I thought Negan and his people were somewhat one dimensional at first, but then they proved to be a little bit deeper characters. Um, I'm assuming maybe we're going to have that with the whispers or either that or we're going to run through the whispers thing pretty quick. <laughs> that's exactly. I mean, that's the that's kind of the fear is that, I mean, how much how much depth do we have to, you know, their their background? Because we thought this was like the new big bad. And yet we've only seen them for two episodes. And it's like, well, I think we've almost seen all of their cards. 
I thought the whispers were quite intriguing. No, mm. they're intriguing, but I mean, honestly, how do they how do they survive? Like what what's the scary thing about them? What are they going to do? I think the scary thing about them is one, they walk with the dead. They're almost a part of them. Right. And you don't know who is who when they're actually all together. That's scary. But then, obviously, Alpha does not... She doesn't bat an eye about putting the baby on the ground and having the sure. dead take care of it. No, and that's... That's kind of ruthless and cold-hearted, sure. right? And, uh, yeah, that's the thing that I think was supposed to be the sell on them being, you know, kind of evil, well, was the fact that she's like, you know, gave her that, well, you know... What are you gonna do? Put the baby on the ground, kind right. of look. And and according to Lydia, like the fact that they came back for her is pretty unusual. They never do that. Right. So they don't have much stake in the people that does, are in their group. Does does that? Uh, I mean, is that bad for Alpha? I mean, I think it in, is. In the same scene, we've got her telling another lady to drop her kid because the kid's making noise, but then they come back there and do this big trade because Alpha wants her daughter back. Right. So, I'd be pretty pissed. Yeah, I mean, it, it, unless Alf, Alf, Alpha is just so ruthless that she she has these people totally under her thumb. I maybe that's the case. I there's got to be more to them. I'm hoping there's more to them because right now they're just one of the creepy crawlies that you could kind of just pass on in the story after a little bit. Well, look, I think a lot of it has to do with. When you're in that situation, just like with the sanctuary, if you're out there in the world by yourself and you come upon any people that could possibly give you companionship or safety or food or whatever, you're going to probably make an effort to stick with those people, no matter what the situation is, because you probably think that everybody is like that. And I think that's what has happened with some of these people that are with the whispers, especially that mom, I would think that that's her only source of safety. And, yeah. but, yeah. And, and that's why Lydia's like, wow, you guys have crops and you have babies here. Like you're actually existing and staying in one spot. We didn't think it was like that. We didn't know that you could actually do that and survive in this world. So it's all foreign to them. Yeah. I think though, I think they knew that people were doing that, but they knew that nobody ever survived doing that, that yeah, their, their they, communities always fell at some point, it, but because they would go attack them. But yeah. that's what was so <laughs> well, surprising yeah. to Lydia is that. They've been there for at least seven or eight years by this point. And for them, for Henry to tell her that that's how they've, how long they've been there. Right. She's pretty shocked. I just wonder if, I just wonder if the whispers are going to turn out to be one trick ponies, kind of like Terminix. Terminus. Terminix. Terminix. I know. Terminus. <laughs> Never get all the roaches. Get rid of the bugs. Which is, you know, the creepy, the, the hugely creepy part about eating people, but there wasn't really a whole lot more to it. And while it was a very memorable part of the show, it didn't really last very long. No. And, you know, we got a certain creepiness with the whispers here, uh, but do they have staying power? Yeah. They'll have staying par- power at least through season 10, I bet you. At least through season 10? Yeah. Did you tell us your in-depth thought on this episode? Oh, no, not really, but I will. Um, I really like this episode. I love Alpha now. I am totally intrigued by her. She's a total ruthless bitch, and I want to know more. And I love her accent. And 
the <laughs> the difference between that storyline and the movie theater storyline was perfect. I like that we had something fun and upbeat mm-hmm. and lighthearted to be opposite of such a stressful situation with the whispers. So. Great to get the king back. Yes, it was. And to see the different timelines of that whole thing with when they, with Jesus coming back, basically. Right. We got to see Jesus again and see a little bit more about uh, Michonne being upset at Tara. Like, why is Michonne upset? We still want to know what happened. And then to see Carol with her hair starting to grow out, but only about shoulder length, which I actually like better than what she's got right now because it totally looks like a wig. And Jerry but going from one kid to three. Three. Yeah. Well, going from zero, basically, mm-hmm. to three. That was really cool to see that. So, loved it. I thought the music was great. Thought that was Love a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. the music. Mm-hmm. That helped that storyline, too. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, I agree with you, Kim. Um, I did think that was fun watching them and so forth, um, going after the movie theater. I feel like I've seen that damn theater before somewhere, too. Yeah. I don't know why, but I, it looked familiar. I actually, yeah. I the outside the of it. same way. It's like, like I've seen it in had... a movie before or something. But, yeah, I mean, I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought, uh, you know, all the the back and forth uh, jawing and so forth was pretty funny. Uh, I liked watching Carol deal with King Ezekiel and mm-hmm. how she kind of keeps him in line a little bit when he's getting too flamboyant. And, uh, you know, that's fun. Yeah, but at the same time, she's like, you know what? Let's stay. Let's do this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And and she kind of plays into him a little bit and lets him mm-hmm. be a little crazy when he needs to be, let off a little bit of steam and get accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Right, because she was pushing off the queen stuff for a little while, but then once the things started getting a little go awry in the movie theater, she was like, well, doesn't the queen have a say? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, they've got, you know, they still have the development of, like, their declaration that's going on between mm-hmm. the communities, which, yep. again, was a little confusing because Kim was actually saying, and, oh, well, I, and I saw the same thing, that you, like, see three of the communities on the base at the start right and then when when ezekiel's looking at it later uh hilltop was on there and, and the sanctuary. sanctuary sanctuary yeah so were those on there the entire time and we just never saw it no i think that they were added later as other things okay. happened because i think okay. i think probably i would think that hilltop would be on there before oceanside yeah carol's hair growing happened after sanctuary fell okay we knew that right yeah but maybe this was in between when Sanctuary was really trying to make a go of it, that they were included on that. Hmm. Um, right, but Hilltop wasn't on there, and Oceanside was at the very beginning. Well, because Michonne put it together. She hadn't gotten together with Hilltop and so forth about that stuff hmm. yet. Cause didn't, wasn't she strained with Maggie already? No. No? That hmm. didn't happen until after Rick died. Did it? I thought it was before that. No. Okay, never mind. It was just after it, right? Well, we don't know. We have no idea. Oh my god, my timeline's all screwed up. Yeah, mine we, too. Because we have there was as soon as Rick died, we have that six year time jump. We don't know what happened. My question is why the hell was Oceanside on there? That's what I'm saying. They're not even talking to Oceanside. Yeah, but did, but but six years <laughs> later, we didn't now? have the scenes, the strange scenes between uh, Maggie and Michonne that we did 
early on. Yeah, because Maggie hasn't been on since Rick died. Right. That's what I'm saying. That was before then. But she wouldn't have cut Hilltop out just because of some stress. Yeah, but I, I don't think, think she was strained. She scene. was strained, had a strange, uh, strained uh, relationship with that community, though, because they didn't agree with what Rick had done and so forth, right? Because Rick didn't kill, didn't kill um, yes, Negan. Yes, ap- after the attack on the sanctuary, and then uh, Negan and his crew came out to fight him in the field, and then yeah. Rick didn't kill him. Right. Then it became the strained relationship. Right. And uh, then and then you saw Maggie, that's right. Maggie talk about pissed. that they were on their own. Right? That they, she was okay. talking about Jesus that, that they need to now watch for themselves instead of everybody else. That's screwed up, man. That she, she would write the <laughs> charter and not even include them? Well, she maybe just didn't. I think she kind of wanted to warm the relationship first. <laughs> but <laughs> it just... It's funny watching your face as your your mind catches up with everything that's happening. <laughs> I wish everyone in our audience could see that. Uh, it's kind of like watching light dawns pop. on Marblehead. <laughs> <laughs> well, damn! There's nine seasons now. It's oh, tell me it about all it. Tell like me about one it. of those like dehydrated sponges coming to life. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I'm thinking, though, that the reason that Sanctuary and Hilltop are not on that document is because Sanctuary hadn't been hadn't really started to be rebuilt yet. And, Sanctuary, I can understand. And Hilltop was had a strained relationship. Yeah, and of course, Oceanside. <laughs> Oceanside every now and then throws shows up and throws fireballs at stuff. Yeah, so they do. They do. They have a lot of fireballs. I wonder if the Oceanside has men now. Uh, I think they have to a couple. Survive, to survive. An extra six years? I would hope so. Yes. They're happy men. <laughs> There's probably some very happy women as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and probably some children. And some extremely unhappy men. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, you can go join them. <laughs> Ow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you are alpha. <laughs> <laughs> Don't move it along like that, pal. <laughs> You know, speaking to that, it was also kind of interesting that Jesus and Tara were actually coming to get medicine and supplies from King Ezekiel, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So that means that Hilltop wasn't doing so hot? Uh, maybe not in the medical part of things. Because now it seems like they're the opposite. Now the kingdom seems to be failing because Carol talks about how maybe they can go stay with one of the groups, I can't remember which one. Well, she yeah, said. she's talking about the fact that they don't, they can't keep putting all their eggs in the kingdom, being surviving. I guess. Yeah. And maybe it's time to move on. Which is why Henry went to the hilltop, anyways, to yeah. learn carpentry skills. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I would assume that the, I mean they meet all the time because they all have different supplies or different specialties that they're dealing with. So that's why they're trading between the communities. Yeah, that's but you know, Stu, yes and secret. no. But it seemed like that there was. There was enough of a separation between the communities that there wasn't a lot of give and take between even yeah. even Hilltop and the kingdom because shit was falling apart at the kingdom. And they and could have gotten like the Hilltop to come and help them with it, but, well, but you know, that wasn't happening. Monarchies don't last very long. Well, so. I don't know. His, his has lasted a little bit longer than I would have expected. You know, one thing I got to ask. Please do. Is it is it weird... To anybody, or does anybody else notice the the fact that King Ezekiel looks like the Predator? 
<laughs> Especially with his armor on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> No, that did okay. not cross my mind. Okay, it bothers me a little bit, especially when he's got the rollerblading armor on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I expect him to go invisible at any point. <laughs> he expects, he expects <laughs> Schwarzenegger to come stepping yeah. in at any moment and attack him. Sorry, I just didn't need to get that out there. Because I was watching this last time, I was like, because his hair never changes, right? It's been right. the exact same the entire time. Right. Same dreads. Uh, but it looks exactly like the Predator's hair. Like Predator's Dread. <laughs> predator's Dreads. So. No, I have not been noticing that. But I am happy that King Ezekiel is kind of loosened up a little little bit, and I attribute that to him having a great relationship with Carol. I think it's funny when they actually come together, there's four at the start, and sorry that we're like belaboring like just that first scene, <laughs> but um, that they're so formal when they first get together, but then at the end they're all like high-fiving and stuff. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. exactly. But even exactly. like, like Carol's like, "What's going on? What? Like, you're hiding something. I don't understand." And he's like, "Come on." No, she's like, "What are like, you scared to tell me?" And he goes, "Scared? Come on." Yeah. And then he's like, "Jerry says, no, he, Jerry, does this look like a scared man's face?'" And Jerry's like, "I'm not going to answer that question." Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, what? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic, and. I was happy to see Diane in this episode, too. She was we, funny in the theater. We haven't seen her in a really long time. <clears throat> and um, her in the theater with Jerry was fantastic. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was funny and tragic at the same time when they lost the light bulb. Yeah. Like, God damn it, Jerry. <laughs> exactly. But, yes. <laughs> that whole side story was fun because, yes, I mean, they're risking a lot. Um, but, um, like Ezekiel is saying... You know, if, if they're not risking it to make the world better, what's it worth? You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's, uh, even the little things like that are, you know, what I, makes I, it worthwhile. I, I love that scene when they when they uh, when they started playing the ju- the jukebox. And, yes. Uh, yeah. And, they're and all you start. Yeah. You started seeing them kind of sway into the music and stuff. Like that. And Carol's face is like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> Jerry starts mouthing the words and so forth to the song. Yeah, because Jerry looks at him and he's like, all right, ladies. That's right. <laughs> it's very obvious they do this on a regular basis. Yes. Yeah, and even like the, li- the lines where Jerry's like, it's movie time. Yeah. It's, it's movie time. And then he gets behind it and he's like, it's movie time. And Carol's like, all right, Jerry. Jerry. Enough, Jerry. <laughs> and then Cobra Strike. Oh, Cobra the strike. Cobra Strike. Yes. We'll get in and out yeah. like a Cobra Strike. Which they actually had on the after show. They were wearing Cobra Strike t-shirts. Ah, both of them. Yes. Jerry and King Ezekiel. Really? Yeah. That was sweet. I feel like we need to get one. It was all 80s out. Like, with but they never, yeah, they never mentioned, he never, uh, what's his, the Chris host? Hardwick. Yeah, Hardwick never mentioned the Cobra Strike t-shirt. I know. That's too bad. Missed opportunity. Uh, you know, he kicked himself after the show, I'm sure. Yeah. I'm glad, though, that nothing bad happened to anybody mm-hmm. during the movie theater scenes. If something bad had happened, I think that... I mean, it would have ruined the whole... It would have taken the fun out of it. Yeah. Right. The feel would have been The gone. positivity I... of the uh, of King Ezekiel's optimism about the the um, the fair is, you know, it's, it's... It gets to everybody in time. And they, they, you know, everybody feels good being around him because he is so positive about that stuff. 
Well, you know, he had all that before their big fight with Negan. Right. Like, he, he had that, and it came back and bit him when, like, the tiger was killed, and actually when he went out in that field and they had that that uh, big artillery, yeah. whatever it was, and they, they shot pretty much everybody out in the field. And yeah. that was his big hit. But that was kind of the attractiveness to his character at the start there was that he kind of had this unrelenting positive feel and always seemed to win. Mm-hmm. But he's you got know? a bad, bad, bad habit of, of saying things like, Things are going to start going well now. Yeah. I think things are going to start turning up now. We know that's on this show that doesn't, that always bodes bad things. Yes. Yeah, that's very true. And that's yeah, also because... when they showed that symbol on the back of the sign. Right, right. What so, is the yeah. symbol? Hmm, I don't know. Was that a little foreshadowing, Scott? I know. What um, do you think it, it is? Uh, it almost looked like a, a stick figure without a head. Or a sideways K. A sideways K could be. Is that what you always do? Is that your gang sign? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like it walks around. It's like sign language. <gasps> sign language. And it was on a sign. <gasps> and language. <laughs> and we have some hard of hearing people in the show, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I don't no, know if that's, that's a, No, that's, that's not, not a You know that's not what it is. No. That's ridiculous. <laughs> hmm. I don't know what the sign is. It's that another group. We're it's either the whispers, so we're going to put the push the whispers to the side pretty quick. It's either the whispers has something to do with the whispers, leaving a mark, or it is another group. I don't think it would be. I don't. They the way they showed that is kind of like they, how they showed the wolves symbols and all stuff like that happens before you actually see those characters. So we've already seen the whispers, so I don't think that's whisper related. Well, there was like a mask hanging on top of the sign. No, there wasn't. Yeah, there was. No, there wasn't. Do you notice Luke's mask? That was hilarious. Oh yeah, it was his like face a baby was tiny face. on that thing. Yes. <laughs> yes, it brought a chuckle. It was kind of funny and disturbing at the same time. Very much so. Exactly. Like really, that's the only mask you had. Yeah, it was like all these people. He's that's like the looking only out. Mask he's you got. looking through the nose hole or something. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> He's probably glad when they took it off. Actually, that was the funny. The one thing that I don't think we talked about was uh, Lydia. One of mm-hmm. her comments was how she missed the smell Ugh. of mm-hmm. being around the, mm-hmm. the dead. Really? Yeah. And I was thinking, yeah, you probably, that's all you smell when you have those masks on. <laughs> it's right in your face all the time. Well, that's why I was saying a couple episodes ago, like, what if you are new and you smell that smell and then you end up puking in your mask? That would be me. Yeah, don't fart in a space. Well, suit. you just don't. You still hold your your uh, character. You throw up in your mask. You wear it <laughs> and wear it with pride. But like, what about the baby? The baby's <laughs> not wearing a mask, and it's just up against the mom. Is that supposed to protect it? Enough? That would have been funny if they like uncovered the baby and they actually had one of the masks <laughs> on. <laughs> like, man, you guys are clothing with a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are consistent. <laughs> that is taking the character too far. I'm sorry. Yeah, there's like a skin diaper on it. Oh, they would have had to have found a baby walker. <laughs> it, it didn't happen, so let's not even go there. That's yeah, that's off. Which is what they put on Luke. <laughs> Poor Luke. You know, uh, Luke's had to have been looking at that thing going, "Why do I get that one? What the yeah, hell?" Right. Yeah. Give it to, what's his name? What, give it Alden. to Alden. Alden. Yeah. yeah, but Alden's supposed to be the hottie. 
So he can't. He can't be the. He's the yeah. Gloucester. Comic he's the Gloucester fisherman. What are you talking about? Yes, Luke, he is. Luke is the comic relief. So they got yes. at least even in he's in the foils. In stressful situations, they at least need to have a little comedy in yes. there, I guess. Yeah, but they gave him a very important job when he realized Connie was in the cornfield and started signing to her. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Back. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was smart. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have done that. And can you sign language? Ex- can you do sign language, Kim? I mean, I can spell, le- I mean, I can do the letters, like the alphabet. Yeah, you can do it. Can you show no. the audience real quick? <laughs> I just um, tried. Yeah, I did. That it. was a gang sign, Kim. No. That means you're holding. <laughs> <laughs> you're holding. <laughs> um. <laughs> She's a mule. <laughs> well, and that's the point I think that I was I was leading to with with um you know, here we have the deaf woman, Connie. Connie who has um more balls to go out there and save this baby than anybody else. Mhm. Yep. You know, and I think Alden it, would have if he could have gotten out of the the tying. He was about to bolt for it too. Yes, Luke yeah. And Alden were pretty Luke, upset. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Who was the one that actually screamed out? Because Alden said, Alden "What was. about the baby?" But yeah, I that was Alden. Someone yeah. went. Someone like made like a no like thing. Alden. Okay, right before that. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell if it was Luke or Alden, but anyways, <coughs> um, Luke was freaking out, but he was keeping his head. I mean, that's why he was able to to flash the signs at um, at Connie in the cornfield. Because he was keeping his head about. But then everybody on the wall was also banging on the wall, trying to get the attention of the dead and sure. get them away from the baby to distract them. Mm-hmm. It was a group effort. Yeah, but then, like, out in the middle of the cornfield, you had, like, the old couple out there, like, helping them. It was like... <laughs> that was a little weird. Oh, you that mean was... when they rescued Connie? Yes, when they yeah. rescued Connie. It was just Well, like they a, snuck like... out through the passageway and, and got around there to help them out. Came in the backside. Backdoored it. No. Don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) They backdoored the hell out of that corn. No, no. Uh, Yes, they found a corn hole (laughs) and they went right through. (laughs) Dun dun. dun. (laughs) What do you think about Daryl in this episode? Uh, Are you seeing more? Are you seeing more leadership skills in him now? He was the first one to go out that gate to talk to Alpha. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. One. It's not. It's not necessarily the brightest form of leadership. I mean, no. you could. You. You know. You could definitely tell that that was impulsive. He mm-hmm. should have. You know. He should have talked to Tara about it or something like that. But he he made an impulsive choice to jump out there in that. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't the smartest decision either. Because I mean, think about. It. He ends up turning around in a couple of minutes and going to get her to hand her over. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he right. held to his his, uh, his uh, morals there. He said it two or three times. Mm-hmm. They're not getting her. Yeah, uh, I've seen what they his mom or her mom has done to her, and they're not getting her. Blah blah blah. He said like two or three times, and then like right away, he went to go find her. Yeah, but that's after he sees that they've right got after Alden he saw and Luke, Luke and Alden. Yeah, <clears throat> well they and, knew that, didn't right. they? No, they didn't know that they were definitely alive. Well, yet. I think they had. I, it, it, if they had been watching the same show I had, they would have known. <laughs> I think when because he was the mutilated horses and that that were done by somebody. No, no, no. That they but found out in the woods. Alden and Luke have a relationship with the people at Hilltop. Lydia is a newcomer. Like they don't have that relationship. She doesn't have that relationship with everybody at Hilltop like the other two do. She didn't have the golden ticket. Yeah, she had to go. 
So oh, and, and is Henry going to screw up everything? Is he just going to yes. constantly be Fuck screwing that everything kid, up? Man, he yes. needs to be. He needs to get a whooping. Is what he needs. I think they put him back in the in the jail cell. That dude's that dude's got dumbitis <laughs> all over him. Jesus Christ! I send him back I, to. I think Daryl uh, sees a little bit of himself in him. Yeah. He definitely uh, he lets him off the hook on every chance he gets. I don't think Daryl was ever that dumb. No, I think I think um, I think Henry's going to screw some stuff up in the next episode. Whereas the whispers probably would have gone their own way, and he's going to do something to screw that up. Well, yeah, because he's gone off looking for Lydia. Right, right. And we see from the uh, trailer for next week that he confronts them. Mm-hmm. He finds them. Mm-hmm. But my point is, is they would have probably wandered away. And we never would have heard of the whispers again. Yes. Yes. I think you're right. But Henry's going to screw that up. Yes. Because he's dumb and impulsive and young. And in love. He's a survivor in love. You know, it was actually, I was surprised that when um, Alpha finally got her daughter back, that she didn't do more. I honestly thought that she was going to kill her or something Hmm. bad. I did like an example. I thought she was going to take a knife out and stab her right there. I thought he. I, th- I, Which I actually thought what happened was what was going to happen. I thought she was going to get smacked. Now the hug was was cute afterwards. Cute and, and and it was adorable when when she said, "You call me Alpha like everybody else." I thought that was adorable. What a moment! I would have been like a mother yes, and child alpha moment. Bitch, that's kind of wow. how you talk to our children, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Kim, you're a very angry mother, you know that? You call me mummy dearest. Mm. Ooh. And I will get my wire hanger. Ooh, geez. Uh, on that note, I think we're going to take a break, because I'm quite frightened at the moment. All right, we'll be right back. everybody we're back um we're gonna roll right into our hit and misses section and kim do you have one for us no how many do you have how many damn it at least hold on oh Mm. wait a minute what let's let's try this again at least two Uh, well i might have an honorable mention no (laughs) no no all right that comes at the end (laughs) you can't keep people waiting okay all day long our okay. listeners don't need to hear your crap all the time, Kim. Oh my God, they love me. All right, so all right. my first hit. Hit me. They're at the movie theater. There's a wall of debris separating the walkers from the people. Mm-hmm. But then they're like, "There's a breach! There's a breach!" And the walkers start coming through mm-hmm. the popcorn machine at yes. the bottom of the pile, and, and it's ripping their scalp off. And when they kill that first walker, or that second walker, actually, that comes through, and all of a sudden you slowly see the scalp come back into place yeah. where it's supposed to be. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this. So you know what? Beautiful. I, I know what you're talking about. But one thing that struck me is 
these dried out looking uh, walkers have a lot of fluids inside of them. Because when I mean, you stab that thing, is it was almost like it hit an artery or something. Start stuff starts shooting out of it. Well, that first one that comes walking through them that has the three gashes in his scalp, mm-hmm. there's a lot of blood coming out of him. Mm-hmm. That's not probably going to be the case in right. a walker. And then, uh, so I actually thought, oh my gosh, there's somebody in the theater who is sending these guys out. And then when you see the guy coming through the the popcorn machine, you realize what's happening. But yeah, way too many fluids. But nonetheless, super cool imagery. Loved yeah. it. Okay. It was it was kind of it was a little bit of a reach that you had two of them coming through the popcorn machine at the bottom of the pile. Yeah. And why the hell didn't they kill all those things? Yeah, they could have just gone stabby, stabby, stabby. Yeah. Oh, you They're mean like, the ones that were piled up there? Yeah. Yeah. And then well, they just weren't going to deal with it. They they weren't going to mess with it. It wasn't anything to deal with. They're all right. They just kill them. Well, since they had to go and get the the light bulb, I'm sure they probably did eventually. The light bulb. It's funny you say that. Is that your hit? The hunt for the light bulb was my hit. Really? I'm glad. I enjoyed that. I thought that was good. And I, yeah, it was kind of a little lighthearted adventure. And I did enjoy that part. That was awesome. That was actually my second hit. Really? Yeah. Um, My hit, I have, I have a hit and I have an honorable mention. (laughs) <laughs> uh, no you don't hit I, uh, my hit my hit was definitely jerry having jerry Aww. back and some of his comments and so forth were just hilarious mm-hmm. and it was really good to get his character back into this thing not only that even when they were they were doing the the uh, slice and dice at the end there with the uh the goobers in the th- in the theater he was getting a little badass in there mm-hmm. yeah Swinging that axe and so forth, taking some of them out. It was pretty cool. Anyway, I thought Jerry was, it was great to get Jerry. It was great to get King Zeke back in there, but I really enjoyed Jerry in this episode. I think, I think it's just that um, those two actors just have a genuine good relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you even see it off screen. Yeah, exactly. And well, they both are extremely likable guys, evidently. I mean, yeah. they, you can see it from, they seem to be very outgoing extroverts who are, uh, um, Likeable. And as as King Ezekiel put it, he's uh, about Jerry, he says, you have the biggest heart of us all. Mm-hmm. You know. But I think anyway. he was just talking about overall size. Well, he could have been. <laughs> yeah, He could have been, I guess. That's true. Um, but anyway, that was that was definitely uh, my highlight was uh, I Jerry. I don't think anybody's arguing that. Like, he's mm-hmm. big. He's a big guy. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you going to do your uh, honorable mention now, or do you want to wait? Uh, it's a quickie, and I've already Go mentioned ahead. it. I love the music. Okay, cool. I thought the music was great. The yep. music was awesome. So my honorable mention <clears throat> has to do with the imagery. When, at the very end, when King Ezekiel is lit up, but everything behind him is dark, and he's putting the charter into the frame that he took from the movie theater, and he's very he's centered in the frame, and his arms are kind of outspread because he's he's got his his hands on either side of the of the um picture frame Mm -hmm. and it looked very godlike like he was he was backlit and it was just a very beautiful imagery he's like predator no he was very regal it was like abraham lincoln as the predator Mm, gotcha predator lincoln predator lincoln it was beautiful. It was so beautiful. Predator then, Lincoln wow. would be very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> when Connie <laughs> no. 
grabs the baby and she's running through the cornfield and you hear the muffled sounds yes. of of the walkers that are coming after her. And, and at that point, you still don't know if they're real walkers versus whispers that are pretending. But all you hear is the muffled sounds as if it, as if you're in her body. I thought that was really good. Is this oh. your second honorable mention? Your honorable honorable mention? It, yeah, yes, it is. I wasn't even going to say okay. that. So we're going to move on from no, Kim. No, I'm not done yet. Damn it. So Scott's got an I'm not done explaining it. Mention. I like that they put us in yes. her mm-hmm. position so that we no, can I see agree. what it's like for her when she's out there in the world and trying to deal with walkers. I was going to mention that, but hard. I already thought I had too many um, hits. Dude, you can never have too many hits. Okay. Yep. How about a miss? Oh, didn't you have it? Did you do your honorable mention? You did. Yeah, it was just the music. Okay. So, Kim, do you have a miss? I mean, not really. Well, you know what? I'm going to say that my miss was Tara. Hmm. I think as the leader of Hilltop now, Tara needed to step up more than she did. We saw a lot from Daryl. And you it, you would think that Daryl was the leader. I just think that Tara's hmm. not... I think Tara's material. just trying to be more level-headed about things. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can no, take No, I think she's hesitating too much. I could take your, little, your miss a little bit farther and not make it so much about Tara as being... They need to make Daryl... A little bit more of a leader. They need to give his character a little bit more depth. Maybe some more lines. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could he could actually, if if he had a little bit more depth to his thought process when he's ex- like talking. I just I, Stu, I, I would have a real problem if they all of a sudden had him make a big speech to everybody. Oh, he doesn't need to make you, a big speech. But you know what I mean. A, I mean, he, he to, doesn't need much more. No, everything is so. Mm-hmm. Sh- I mean, like. You know, they're getting ready to leave. He's like, dog. Right. I mean, he's, he a, he's a leader through mm-hmm. action. He's a leader through action, which also can make him very impulsive. But um, he had opportunities to actually talk sure. people through some situations. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. You know, I'm happy that he has lines at all. Since I know, the but there's still two they're years, still he hasn't so had anything. But simpleton I, I understand lines. what you're saying. It, it, the lines that he does have are very simple, and they're not... Um, he doesn't go in depth very much, but I think that's the I, thing with his, his facial expressions. The face—I'm always talking about facial expressions. The the if an actor can act with their face and show you their emotions with their face, that says so much more to me than what their words are saying. In the last episode, they were trying to—I think he showed incredible depth in the last episode. No, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, in the last episode, they were trying to show through his actions. How smart he is, and his how, how how much forethought he has, because he was he was actually uh, creating scenarios or actually creating relationships based on how he was pairing people or just uh-huh. like you know right. uh, how he was uh, manipulating like Henry and stuff and and Lydia. Um, but again, he only had a few things that he was actually saying, and most of it was kind of ruthless. It's not ruthless, but like you know, he was forceful. Um, so they never, they, yeah, yeah aggressive. for the most part, but then, but they got, he got some, um, he got some real tenderness about him at the end of that episode towards Well, Lydia. he was when, he, well, yeah. And then at this episode, his tenderness was that he was, they're trying to show that he is being thoughtful, I guess, in a way, mm-hmm. thinking about what's going on with the community when he's sitting there by himself in the dark and that girl comes up and right. gives him the note from Henry. 
Well, and sure, he's not sure. going to let Henry, he's not going to let Carol's son go right. out into the world without uh, protection or without knowing what he's doing. Cause yeah, he's I mean, there's just a I, stupid, I, naive kid. Yeah, there's just a little disconnect between him and Henry, which is understandable because yeah, they're completely, understandable. They're completely yeah. different. But um, yeah, I feel like they're, I, I don't know, they're, they're probably going to develop it a little bit more. I'll just say that. I think so too. All right, what's your miss? And I don't agree with Scott. That was the other thing I wanted to say. Excellent. Cool. My miss is that I don't agree with Scott at all. But you do agree (laughs) with me. (laughs) My miss? Did I say my miss? I don't think I I said my miss. I thought you did. I thought that whole spiel was no. That was no. That was based on you. My God. Okay. No, my miss was the fact that they didn't kill Negan. What? Oh, wrong episode. God. <laughs> Lord Everyone, have if, mercy. You see, if you could see Scott's face right now, he's like really pissed. <clears throat> oh no, my my miss goes back to um, the fact that I, I really feel that they made the whispers a lot weaker. That episode. was going to be my miss. This is what I was going to say, you jackass. Well, you know what? I just pulled the rug. That's out why from I you, said bitch. you agree with my miss. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, I did the the whole. Um, we got a baby, but we're going to let it die. <laughs> kind of, there goes your weapon right there. That was the only thing they had. And I, I feel like they're completely vulnerable compared to what any of our other communities are dealing with. Mm-hmm. And yes, they have a bunch of dead with them, but come on. Okay, that's the other side of this. How many years has it been? Eight years? These dead are still looking kind of the same. Like we saw them kind of getting decrepit as the seasons have gone on. Now they're kind of holding a certain look. Well, to don't them. forget they're not just still like, being created. Yeah, exactly. From where? Because from they're people not dying. Really, yeah, but there's not that many people dying. You have hordes of dead going around and there's not that many more people dying. Right. I mean, they're not enough to create these large groups. And there's and, way more hordes now than before. But then to have a whole group whose basis of life is utilizing the dead corpses, and yet there's not that many For profit people and dying. fun. Yes. <laughs> Possibly meat. Pretty much profit and fun. Soups. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Throw some carrots and onions in there and you got a stew. <laughs> I'm just saying it's not a very good... Uh, it's not. It's not a good, good, good business plan. <laughs> it's not. You're gonna run out of people at some point. Exactly. Then they have to evolve. Okay. She Scott, said Darwin. She talked was, about Darwin. What was Scott's miss? We don't know yet. We're gonna move on. <laughs> hey, do we have any listener comments this week? Yes. Paige Vaughn said, "This is all in capital letters." She was what? really upset. Those savages were going to let that baby die. He tastes like chicken. <laughs> I wonder how many times they've actually done that. They've done because it. the mom was like sad, eating, like really shaken babies? up. But then she got that look from Alpha and she snapped out of it, put the baby on the ground. Well, I, again, you got to think Alpha, the, they are all in kind of a standoff position at this point. It's not like they just let a baby die in any other position. They're like. But know. doesn't it make you wonder like. Are there any children who have actually come up through the apocalypse with them except Lydia? And by yeah, that time, she sure was already 10 years old or so. Right. I, I, I still contend I don't understand how um, that she couldn't just run off into the woods and see if she could get away. You know, like I mean, Connie did, you mean? Yes. 
Yes. I mean, doesn't mean she toddlers. will get They're away, gonna, but toddlers right. want to run and play. There's no way. Anyways. Oh, another miss. When you see in the distance of the cornfield. Yeah, the one walker down there, the woman, and that one pops out in front. Oh yeah, that was good. Should have been Malachi. Malachi. They could have had a red a red hair walker. And with they the hat. should totally do yeah. a Malachi Walker since they've got the cornfield. Yeah. yeah. Malachi from Children of the Corn people. Yeah, well, yeah. I think they got that. Maybe not. Maybe. Would you there go on with the comment? No. Jesus. All right. So Paige went on to say, I just cannot get over <laughs> Alpha's logic and how she found so many people to follow her. The scene with Connie and the baby in the cornfield was so good. I love that we were seeing how she perceives the world and the walkers. I'm really looking forward to learning more about the whispers and finally seeing Ryan Hurst next week. I'm excited uh, about that too. Who's that? Beta. Oh, 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 he, yes, yes. Yeah, the motorcycle. Anarchy, Sunday Anarchy. Yes, Sunday Anarchy. Oh. Didn't Scott's favorite as well. Scott's yes. loving it. You, you got new chaps for that one, didn't you, Scott? I did. Okay. Assless chaps. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Everybody, scrub your brains after that one. <laughs> Emmeline Veltkamp said, Connie running through the corn with the baby had my hand shaking. I think that was the most terrifying scene we've seen in a while. I love the side of the characters are getting both lines and developing their own personalities, not just acting on random red shirts. Did anyone else pick up on Alpha's swaying yes. when the walkers approached? That was a fantastic little detail. Yes. Actually, I did pick up on the fact that they all... When they were kind of yeah. out of character, kind of had their own little. Even the mother, like when, she put the, boat, when she put the baby way. down on the ground, she walked away from her and started doing her swaying yep. too. Yeah, yeah, and and when Alpha and the guy next to her started their whispering talk, yeah, that was yeah. cool. Like they automatically went into that. Except really he, cool. except he kept going, what, yeah. what? <laughs> Natural selection. Yeah, that um, was cool. Joe Johnson said, "Alpha is a beast." Henry needs to die, and the best scene <laughs> was the kingdom jamming to It's All Right Now by Eddie Harris. <laughs> I like that. Looks like Alexandria was tortured sometime between Rick's death and the current times. Yep. What do you mean tortured? Uh, there was some kind of really bad event. Hmm. That's torn them apart. I mean, obviously, if, if Tara left because she didn't like Michonne anymore... And she took the charter, which Michonne was putting together, because Michonne didn't want that anymore. Oh, that's right. That's a good yeah. detail. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> something bad happened with Michonne. I mean, she lost the love of her life. She something bad happened. No, something yeah, bad happened that people we, could not could not accept. We've been speculating Michonne. from the beginning of the season that there was something weird that we didn't know what was going on, and they still have not related that to the audience. No, I don't but think. that's the tease. Yep. Yeah. All right. David Valentine at DV Orlando said, Again, a baby. Any parent knows a child that old cannot stay quiet, especially among walkers. The whisperer lifestyle is not logical, and I know this is a show of dead people walking around eating people, which is not logical itself. (laughs) I agree. That's why I say children would not last very long in this world, especially if you are a whisperer. Unless you were alpha. I am Alpha. Cash Cooper at Cash Coop on Twitter said, I think the new team is finding a good groove. They've made us care about Lydia in a short amount of time and created a very interesting big bad in Alpha. I like the 
character development and contrast between the two storylines and also the flashback. Yep. Thanks, Cash. Thanks, Cash, and thanks to everybody for writing in. Yeah, thank you. It was great. Yep. Uh, next week on The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 12, Guardians. While one community struggles with tensions that threaten to divide from within, the true nature of another group comes into focus. A mission to rescue a friend has deadly consequences. So one community struggling to ease tensions. Mm-hmm. That would be the kingdom. True nature of another group. That's the Whispers. I was wondering if, if the symbol people might have be coming or, in. Ah. So mm-hmm. comic book girl, is there any the other symbol group? symbol people. Oh, the I, I, on the back or of the maybe sign. we're trying to maybe we find out a little bit more about Alexandria. Yeah, I would hope so. And whatever happened there? Well, I mean, there's there, yeah, I mean, there's a and there's a few groups that we do not know about, right? Yeah, helicopter people, like whatever the hell happened to them? Yep, pretty sure Maggie's there. You think? Yep. Well, then they would know about Rick. <laughs> And Maggie would have gone back to tell people that Rick survived. So I don't believe that at all. Well, that's fine. You don't have to believe it. I think it's wrong, Kim. I think you're I absolutely think it's right. Well. I stick to it. <laughs> you know something. No, she I don't. Does know something. I actually don't. Uh, I'm just speculating. You got a very already, smug look I'm on your face. I'm pretty confident about Maggie and Rick being together. Right I liked now. your little. Yeah, but they, but they, they still have some contact there. with Maggie. Are you sure, Maggie's there. Yeah, hey, Kim. They still have some contact with Maggie. Jesus did. He even talked about it that she's up there now, you know, and so forth. But they're still in contact with her. She would have yeah, relayed on tw- that Rick was it's, alive. It's the twins that are sending messages, not Maggie. Mm. It doesn't matter. She would have gotten word to the communities that Rick was still alive. There's no we'll way see. in hell. There's no way in hell. What twins? We'll see. The twins that were with the weird lady in the van that gave Maggie uh, the, the yeah, yeah, albums. Yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that truck was cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's there's a bunch of other people. Yeah. Okay. That goes against my. There aren't any more people to make into walkers. So whispers got more people. There's lots of people still out in the world. Yeah, but Ocean, I mean, Oceanside people are dying all the time. That's because they true. can't do anything. But they make it seem like there's nothing because there's nobody in between um, the Walking Dead folks in Virginia and the Fear of the Walking Dead people out in Texas. Right. Right. Did, right. But yeah, that, there's lots of groups out there. Yeah. I think the countryside is full of groups. By the way, I heard there's going to be some flashbacks in Fear of the Walking Dead. Oh, I'm shocked. And we're going to see... Um... Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, and Dwight... <laughs> <laughs> Dwight. I forgot his name all of a sudden. Dwight. The old Hispanic guy. Oh, Hermano. <laughs> Not brother. <laughs> this is my friend Hermano. <laughs> abuela. No. Uh, is it abuela? If any of, if any of you watched, uh, uh, oh, what is it? Arrested Development. Yeah, this is right. my friend yeah. Hermano. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Onion. Onion. Which is hello in Korean. Yes. (laughs) Why does he keep saying that? I don't know. Onion. Onion. Why does he keep telling us his name? Oh, wow. On that note, I think Kim can wrap it up. Yeah. (laughs) 
You can write to us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening, everyone. Good night, abuela. Good night, hermano. I am alpha. I want my daughter. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Wow, what? <laughs> <laughs> I got in your head. Do you want to start that ever? While one community struggles to ease tensions that threaten to divide from within, the true... Na- <laughs> you fucker. <laughs>